Let me know if this sounds like you. You're a teacher who's at their wits end, burned out, or maybe you're just stressed to the max. You want to get on the road to burnout recovery, but you don't know what to do, how to get there, or if it's even possible. I hear you and I want to help, but we didn't get into burnout on the same path. So why should recovery be any different? That's why I wanted to share with you a brand new free resource that I have on my website. It's called the Personalized Roadmap to Teacher Burnout Recovery. In this quick, less than five minute quiz, you'll answer questions that will help identify your needs, your strengths, and your weaknesses. Once you've completed it, you will have access to the personalized roadmap to burnout recovery that's going to give you your next best steps to take on your recovery journey, packed with resources and support along the way. Head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash quiz or head over to the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to see your action steps along the way. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, hey, welcome back to episode 13 of the Resilient Teacher Podcast. I recently posted a TikTok video that resonated with over 1,200 educators, and the comments were insane. I was explaining how at the beginning of the school year, there's this one main thing that no one talks about that can be impacting teacher stress levels at the beginning of the school year. And that's when teachers leave the previous year in the stress cycle, then they may inadvertently be activating their fight or flight response just by entering the school environment again. The reason why is because our brains are pattern-seeking machines that can ultimately associate stress with a particular environment just because we experienced high levels of stress in that environment before. Teachers in the comments were shocked because they were having mental breakdowns in the first days before the stress had really ever even begun. That's why in this episode, we are talking more about the stress cycle at the beginning of the school year, the stages of the stress cycle, and how we can make it through this tough season. So let's go. Hey there, and welcome to the Resilient Teacher Podcast, the podcast giving overwhelmed and burned out teachers inspiration, sustainable strategies, and reigniting passion for teaching. I'm Brittany, a special education teacher and teacher resilience and retention strategist, and I am on a mission to inspire educators to prioritize their mental health and individualize their self-care routines so that they can live a balanced, fulfilling life as an educator while making a bigger impact in their classrooms and communities. Each week, I'll be sharing tips, strategies, mindset shifts, and discussing hot topics in teacher resilience with other knowledgeable experts so that you can ditch the overwhelm, prevent burnout, and create the life you've been dreaming about. So let's get started, and let me remind you that you too are a resilient teacher. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to give a shout out to one of our reviewers of the week, at Diva5678. She says, I'm so glad I happened upon this podcast. I truly struggle with teacher burnout and it is so comforting to know I'm not alone in this. Brittany is doing a great job of keeping the episodes engaging. I can't wait to see where this pod goes. I love getting these kind of reviews, especially for teachers who recognize that they are in burnout and are looking for more support. I especially love when teachers reach out in my DMs or email me and tell me they left a review because then it gets us talking about their burnout and the areas that they struggle, their unique struggles. 
I want you guys to know, I really do read every review, every message, and connecting with the ones of you who are listening is so powerful, not only for me to create content that meets your needs, but when you leave these reviews, it helps other educators who need to find it and listen along and beat teacher burnout. So if you like this episode or another one, please, please, please leave a review, share it on your Instagram stories, and tag me. Seriously, I love connecting with you guys, getting to know those of you who find it and like it. And I really am on a mission to help educators beat burnout. And that's why in this episode, we're chatting about what leads to burnout. And that's the stress cycle, an incomplete stress cycle. I'm going to be a little science teachery on you in the beginning so you can kind of understand some of those processes that go on in our body. But then I'll move into the three tips that we can use to deal with the beginning of the school year stress cycle. So what is the stress cycle? In episode four, I talked about the five evidence-based ways that we can end the stress cycle. And I talked about this a little bit in this episode about how the stress cycle begins. But the beginning of the school year has very different challenges than the summer, which was the season that I originally released that episode. Our brains may be finding these unique patterns and setting us into fight or flight at the beginning of the school year before the real stressors have even begun. So it's important for us to first address the stages of the stress cycle. You see, the stress cycle has five distinct stages. So the first stage is the external stressor or simply like the triggering event. It's the only aspect of stress that your mind and body really don't play a direct role in. This is the part of the stress cycle that we really have no control over. So maybe it's the number of students we have in our class, the behavior issues that come up with our students. For the most part, we can't really prepare ourselves for this stress. It's inevitable. And sometimes we have this perception that stress is a negative thing, when in reality, there are positive stressors as well. So I kind of want us to start reframing that mindset that stress is always negative. It's not. But holding on to that stress, which our bodies do so often, is what is negative and leads to that burnout. Then stage two is that internal appraisal that happens before, during, or after the actual trigger occurs. So at this stage, your senses are like taking in the information that something has gone wrong, sending a signal to your amygdala or the part of your brain that's responsible for processing emotions such as fear and rage. And once the amygdala is activated, a signal is sent to the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland, which are responsible for maintaining homeostasis, that balance in your body. So this is just another stage that we really don't have control over. It's a natural response. Biology is in control of this as well. So our bodies are wired to protect us. Then we move into stage three. These are the physiological responses that occur once that amygdala is activated. So once the hypothalamus and the pituitary glands are signaled by the amygdala, the sympathetic nervous system becomes activated, thus launching your body into that fight or flight response. This response stimulates your cardiovascular system while accelerating your heart rate. But at the same time, your parasympathetic nervous system is suppressed. So it causes your immune and your digestive systems to shut down. The biology and the physiological responses are our body's mechanisms. So again, we can't stop this from happening. These mechanisms are as essential as the other systems in our body are to keeping us healthy and safe. But stage four is that internalization. That's when you become aware of the stress. In this stage, you could 
feel some physical reactions such as increased heart rate, upset stomach, the body aches that become a little bit more noticeable in stage four. These physical reactions may cause you to worry about how well you're handling the stress, thus causing you to feel worry, anxiety, and dread. And this is why I believe it's really essential for us to know ourselves. And I talk about how this really transformed my burnout in episode two. We have to foster that awareness of what it feels like in our bodies in order to move into the stage where we can handle it. Then in stage five, that's the final stage of this cycle, and it's coping or doing something that alleviates that discomfort. So we talked about proactive coping in episode nine of the podcast, but while some coping mechanisms decrease stress, others can increase it. And that's called maladaptive coping. So when people engage in maladaptive coping, that's the strategies that work short-term, but not in the long-term, like consuming psychoactive drugs, alcohol, constantly checking your phone, mindless media scrolling, and throwing yourself into excessive amounts of work. So these coping mechanisms actually further activate those physiological stress responses in your body, causing you to stay in hyperarousal, thus leading to more stress. So it's really important for us to have these methods that are evidence-based to support us in completing the cycle so we don't further lead to that burnout. So if you're still wondering what those are, check out episode four, and I'll link it in the show notes as well. But I have three main tips for coping with the stress at the beginning of the school year. My first tip is to practice proactive coping. So that's when we anticipate certain stressors and we plan in advance. If we anticipate stress of lesson planning or grading or determining what to cook after a long day, we can plan for that in advance. So this may look like lesson planning on specific days of the week, choosing a day of the week to grade papers, meal planning for two weeks at a time, or like the example I gave in episode nine, where the unicorn educator planned the first three weeks of outfits in advance. These are all ways that we can anticipate stress from a given time in our days, our weeks, our months, and we plan to mitigate the stress in advance. So this is a psychological strategy, and it is proven to help support you in these busy seasons. The second tip is to create a plan for when you will complete the stress cycle. And now I'm not saying go out and work out for an hour a day if that really doesn't fit into your current schedule or create a current schedule that's too busy for you to maintain. But Creating 10 minutes where you're intentionally releasing the stress of your day and completing that stress cycle is what I'm talking about. So this could be 10 minutes during your school day where you practice deep breathing exercises or after school before your duties as a spouse, a parent, a caregiver, whatever you are. Creating the space and time that you're using that time specifically to complete the stress cycle is imperative. I say breathing because we're breathing regardless, but sometimes practicing breath work is one of the easiest methods to do because you can literally breathe anywhere. If you're looking for more support in doing this, check out the free breath work guide in the show notes or head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash breathwork to grab yours for free. So if you need help determining what stress completion activities will work, I definitely recommend going back and checking out episode four where we really dive into these a little bit more in depth. I am interrupting this episode for a brief moment to answer one of the biggest questions that burned out teachers have, and that's how do I make time for self-care and stop overextending myself to the point of burnout? Here's my favorite answer. 
authentic boundaries. When you set authentic boundaries around four major areas, you're creating balance to avoid overwhelm, manage your time better, and identify your limits. Arguably one of the most important factors to sustaining a career in education long-term, boundaries help keep you healthy, happy, and whole. This is a powerful strategy when done intentionally, and I can show you how in my mini course, Beat Burnout with Boundaries. In this workshop, I will teach you my four-step approach to creating, communicating, and sustaining authentic boundaries that will empower you and build you up rather than burn you out. When you join, you'll get access to the course content, the formula for communicating your boundaries without compromising relationships, and a workbook complete with prompts to follow along in your own personal boundary pattern analysis. The best part? You can work through the content in less than a weekend. What are you waiting for? Head to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash boundaries to learn more. Back to the episode. The third tip for completing the stress cycle during this time is mastering your mindset. When we get stuck in these difficult and stressful times of the school year, we need something that our minds talks us through this, reminds us that we're not alone, reminds us that we've got this, and we have a choice whether or not we stay on that hamster wheel of stress. Being the resilient teachers that we are doesn't mean that we don't endure stress, that we don't experience difficulties. It just means that we are going to use our strengths to our advantage to overcome this stress. So instead of stressing out over these problems, when we use this growth mindset that oftentimes we talk about to our students, we're able to see those opportunities for improvement. Stressful situations are still going to arise, and they always will. But with a growth mindset, we can feel equipped to respond in a positive and constructive manner and feel more empowered. Negative stress mindset views stress as harmful, a threat, and therefore something to be avoided or averted or maybe even suppressed. Negative consequences of doing that are that you're going to avoid challenges and opportunities for growth and development. That's a fixed mindset. You may also try to avoid stress. And in particular, trying to suppress the body's stress response actually amplifies it and makes that feeling of stress and anxiety worse and probably longer lasting. And you can also get locked into a state of chronic stress response, which is actually harmful, unlike little short bursts of stress. Your stress mindset becomes self-fulfilling. So a positive stress mindset means that stress is a challenge to be embraced, moving you to perform better. So this stress response is your body mobilizing this energy to help you meet the challenge. It feels like excitement, not necessarily anxiety. In other words, although there is still that physical stress response, it may not feel quite like stress. That's why I'm offering these bonus episodes on Fridays so you can get that pep talk, that motivation, that validation for your rides to and from school or just after a tough day when that fight or flight is activated and you need that person that can kind of talk you through it. So if you realize you've got some of that negative stress mindset, how do you shift it to positive? Well, the first thing we can really do is realize the difference is really how you view stress what it means, not really the stressor itself. So to an extent, you can just choose to see that stress in a new light. So when you're having that positive stress mindset, then you're willing to experience it. You're allowing it to happen. You're not fighting it or resisting it. And that's really, you know, fighting and resisting is really what amplifies that stress response. You're more confident in your ability to recover. So you know that that feeling's not going to last. 
you're going to feel calm again. So yes, you are resilient. You can overcome the beginning of the school year stress. That is why this podcast is here to remind you of your resilience and shift you into the mindset, that resilient teacher mindset. Just to recap, if you're stressed at the beginning of the school year, it's not necessarily your fault. Our brains are often trying to protect us, especially from patterns we've subconsciously ingrained over time. Ending the previous school year in that stress cycle can impact our brains recognizing the external stressor of just walking into our buildings. So when we cope with the stressor, it's most important to kind of reframe and change our mindsets and then incorporate one or more of those evidence-based stress completion activities. Our emotions can lead us to making that change. But unless we really have a plan, which is what I talked about in tip number two, to really help us get through when our emotions and our physiological responses are in overdrive, then we're going to just continue that cycle of burnout. And burnout is what's slowly driving our dedicated and talented educators to leave the work they once loved. If you need more support and motivation to build you up in the mornings or validate your afternoons, I want to remind you that every Friday in August, there is an extra bonus episode to provide you with more support. I'm being really real, really raw with you about the struggles of teaching that I am dealing with and bringing you a shift or a pep talk to really get you through it. It's set up to be more conversational, like we're two teacher besties talking together and meant to be less informative and just more inspirational. So if that sounds like something that you need, check out episodes 10 and 12, or make sure that you're following along with the show so that you'll be alerted when new episodes go live. I want you to remember, you are resilient. We're in this together. You've got this. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram at Teaching Mind, Body, and Soul or TikTok at Miss Princess Teach. I am always looking for an excuse to remind you that you are a resilient teacher. If you're looking for more support in creating a sustainable, individualized self-care plan to beat burnout, squash stress, and build educator resilience, check out my online membership and course, The Individualized Educare Program at teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash program. I'll see you next time. Before you go, head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash podcast to check out any links, freebies, and resources discussed in this episode so that you can start recovering from or preventing burnout and reigniting your passion for teaching. If you liked this episode and it helped you or made you think in any way, I know it will be for other educators too. So subscribe and leave a review so more educators can find this community as well. Did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the teachers in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of the episode you're listening to and tap me and post it in your stories. What do you say that we start creating a trail for more teachers around us so that we can start to make the change in the system of education, how teachers are seen and respected, and for ourselves? I look forward to connecting with you more on Instagram at Teaching Mind, Body, and Soul or TikTok at Miss Princess Teach. I am always looking for an excuse to chat more about burnout, resilience, and teacher support. I'll see you in the next episode.